Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Oh, there, everyone. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. You guys can see here. I got my good buddy Brett Pike back from Classical Learner because I figured it was time to reach back out to him and give him give a catch up, seeing as how school season's about to start up again. So, how you doing this afternoon, Mike? Brett? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. We uh, school season is approaching, so I've been ramping up my activities like crazy, trying to get ready for the new year. And we're gonna have a big year. And so many people are fed up with everything going on, and literally millions and millions. We went from Three million homeschoolers before they started the nonsense a few years ago to over 11 million right now. It is the fastest growing freedom movement in modern American history. Yeah, man, we're uh, we're we're big into the homeschool front ourselves over here. We already actually got our school season started about a week ago. I figured might as well jump into it. Yeah, I love it. I laugh, too, because I'm like, mine never really ends, but. You know, sometimes True. in the summer, you're like, True. well, it is the summer. Uh, you know, I'll kick my feet back for a day. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, you know, we, we also look for kind of like alternative things. You know, going hiking through the woods is a great opportunity to be a class, even if it's not, you know, an official class thing going on. So, you know, all summer long, our trips down the river and hiking and stuff like that, we, we've been able to uh, still incorporate it without it actually being official. So it works a little bit better sometimes that way, you know. Uh, to me, that's the best form of education. And, you know, you do something out in nature down by the river. I mean, depending on the age of your children, you could do different things. But for a young child, for example, you just start looking for certain types of stones, right? And then you categorize them. You break them up by colors. You break them up by how smooth they are. Everything you do is a great educational opportunity. With older kids, you can do fun stuff, you know, like how to light a fire and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we actually, we started a little bit of a uh, rifle practice, actually. We, I finally upgraded them from their air BB rifles and pellet rifles, and we've been doing a 22 here recently because I believe it's very important for my nine-year-old little girl to know how to shoot. I love it. I just hosted or assisted hosting um, Crush Fest in Pennsylvania. It was a big regional event. Ooh. And so I went down there. One of the things we had the kids do was they were doing archery. and Longbow bear, friend of mine, he brought his stuff out and the kids were, you know, they were lining up, taking shots and all these survival skills that they need to know that have been stripped from the system. Parents are getting back to it and we can do it. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so you got any big plans for this year? Any big kind of school things that you're working on? Oh, in terms of the curriculum? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We're, we're doing... On topic, we're doing our year-long nature unit study, which we never stop. We've been doing it all year. Um, our students just started planting their fall seeds. Um, so some of them are growing pumpkins. And then, of course, you can do a lot of fun stuff with children if they grow that type of crop. 
Um, but we got our year-long nature unit study. They're going to be building their own greenhouses the second half of the year, which super excited about. Um, and then the more academic stuff, which we have a science curriculum we're rolling out, which is all experiment-based. It's about bearing down and focusing on not just the science, but the method. Because when you look at what's going on in our world, I see people who are unable to distinguish between the scientific method, which is beautiful, and scientific authority, God science with a capital S, where Mr. Wants to Give You an Ouchie comes on television, tells you if you don't do it, something bad's going to happen to you. And people can't see past the cognitive dissonance. They can't question that. And the reason for that is they don't know the difference. But with our children, from the time they're little, we're going to teach not just the science. We want them to know that. But we want them to know the the method. We want them to point out um, not just the setup of volcano explosion, right? But we want them to set up the control group. And we want them to point out this was the independent variable. This is the dependent variable. Then they're going to compare what happened to your control versus what happened to your dependent variable, right? And when you do this, you're training their minds to trust their discernment, to use their observations and to question the world around them. So we're doing that with our science curriculum. We're rolling out um, STEM curriculum, which is all about taking what you have in your home already so that parents don't have to go and buy anything else. Like it could be uh, straws and marshmallows, right? But we're introducing complex concepts. Like what is a foundation when you're doing a building? How do you make sure that you have balance? How do you test for stability, right? And Um, You're having the children actually draw to scale little architecture models that they'll be making with, you know, toothpicks and marshmallows or whatnot. Um, So that type of learning. We're rolling out another curriculum. And I recommend I recommend this once a month because it could get more expensive doing this type of stuff with your kids. But you do this once a month. You take a five year old. Right. That's 12 assignments a year. By the time they're six, they've done 24 assignments. These are construction projects. Um, build, a, build a real kite with your – my son and I uh, test, test these things out. We built a kite last week, you know, with real dowels and woods and, do, and using a saw. Um, make the address sign on the – everyone has an address sign in the front of your house. Well, you go to your child and you say, I want you to make our address sign. What do you mean? So, yeah, we're going to get some wood and we're going to make an address sign. And then they make the sign, put it on the front of your house. The rest of their childhood, every time they walk home, they're reminded what they're capable of every time they walk up to your house. Um, They can make a a My Free Little Library where, you know, they basically make, it's like a mailbox, old school mailbox. They put it um, maybe at the edge of your property or somewhere in town that they get approval. People come by, they put books in it, and now they created a little charitable library for their community. But not only are they doing that, but they're learning construction, carpentry, these skills that we could then take. And this is what I try to teach parents. You develop skills in these kids and then you take those skills. And now, listen, you can build things with your hands. I could guide you pretty easily to getting some basic entrepreneurial experience. And then from there, we just build and build and build to the point when they're 18, they're not reliant on a corporation. They're not reliant on the government. They're not reliant on bullshit college debt. They're not relying on you as the parent, but they have the skills, the experience, the mindset 
to know that they could actually go out and make money and earn a living in the world. Oh, I mean, you know, we're working with your hands is key. I, you know, I, I, I move appliances for a living all day. You know, that's, that's, you gotta, ha- you gotta be able to do a little bit of everything in that. Cause you know, sometimes I got to do some cabinetry. Sometimes I got to do some plumbing. Sometimes I got to do some electrical, you know, it just varies job to job. So having skills like that and being able to comprehend how to do things like that, I think is a key skill when it comes to educating a child. Me, me and my boy constantly have little work projects and stuff and even got his own set of tools for kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, everyone says don't comply. And I love that. I love that. Don't comply. But if you want to win, it's don't rely. And a man like you, a man who's capable of doing things with your hands, by the way, you're probably, uh, I didn't even say probably, I know this from my talks with you. You're infinitely more capable right now. Cause I'm coming, I'm catching up to you, but you're infinitely more capable than me building things with your hands. And because of that, you are a hard man to control and not relying ultimately comes down to how controllable are you? And when we educate our kids, we're going to educate them to not be controllable. And that goes for adults too. Like when I, I joke saying I'm going to catch up to you, but like, it's a mindset in that I need to, you know, you need to be learning these skills. You need to be getting good at these things, being less controllable, and then you realize, oh, you know what? These people, they never actually had power over us. You got any intentions of uh, maybe looking into like a little bit of mechanic work, like starting with lawnmowers and carburetors and such? I'd love to do that for the homeschooling stuff. And I, I, I'm starting a homestead myself. So in terms of what I'm doing, yeah, I'm, I'm learning that, that as I go. That um, was one of the first I, things I did with the boy when after I got him his tools, I got him a uh, – uh, a lawnmower carburetor and i was like take it apart put it back together he's like what and i was like take it apart put it back together if it runs when we're done then you did it right if it doesn't then we're gonna do it again and it took him two or three times but he he finally got it and so six years old six years old and this boy can do his own carburetor like that to me that's admirable and like He's already going places with something like that because it starts with a carburetor. And by the time he's 18, he might be already ready to hold, do a whole engine and stuff. Like that's a project I have planned for him. That's, you know, like a learning thing yet. It's not like me and him are just going to get out there. And uh, I found an old, old car that don't run right now, but you can't kill a 350. I don't care what you say. You can go pull one out of a junkyard right now and it'll still run as long as you do the right work on it. So, and that's, that's something I want to do is by the time he's 18, his car will be all his work and my work, you know, it'll, it'll be something that he's uh strive to do. So that's, you know, there's a lot of things in that people don't realize those small things, you know, take, take your kid with you on a little construction project. You're helping a buddy or something, do it, do it in his house. You know, the kids are like sponges, man. They absorb it. Like it's crazy. Yeah. The, so, synchronicity, the synchronicity in everything you said is when, when you brought up the carburetor, and a six-year-old, my thought was most people see a six-year-old when they hear that. I see a 15-year-old that's going to flip a car. And then you brought up the cars. And that's what I was thinking. Um, because when you start giving your children that type of skill set, you can it empowers you. There's so many different directions you can go with teaching them how to function in the world, which is the opposite of what's happening in, in public schools. I mean, this notion that I'm going to give you my three-year-old for the next 
15 years. And after 15 years, they don't know how to, to live in the world? What are you teaching them? What are you teaching them? You know, I bring that I bring that up uh, frequently. You know, I don't understand why people are still sending their children to indoctrination camps. I mean, at this point, government funded schools, that's that's pretty much all they are. Like they're just a forced curriculum that we don't really have control of. And no matter how much you go to the meetings and complain and stuff, it seems that they still continue to push their agenda, which is dumbing down society from the way that I'm standing. And I that's. That's why I felt even before all this started, like all the nonsense with COVID and such, that it was it was more in line with my beliefs to not put my kids through that. Because why why spend 18 years filling them with garbage just for me to have to unlearn all of it from them as soon as they're done? Like that's I I, I don't know. And in a way, to me, public schools almost become child abuse from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And then you've got things like the World Economic Forum out there currently trying to get rid of homeschooling like what kind of nonsense is this yeah it's crazy but you know what and i you know i posted that and i almost regretted posting it because i see like people have like a fear porn relationship with the stuff they see on the internet and so I, i post that and you get all these people like oh my god i told you they're coming for homeschooling and i'm like I'm like, shut up, you know. They can they can come for it all they want, but they they ain't gonna get it. That's what I mean. People people act like these psychopaths achieve all of their goals. These these losers are constantly scheming. They're uh, agenda twenty, agenda twenty one, agenda twenty thirty, agenda twenty fifty. Uh, uh. Like the, these losers spend all their money and time in their precious little social clubs scheming to control our lives and what people don't realize is that 90% of their plans fail like like politics aside and like and like I, I I've actually grown sour on the guy but like I liked him at the time but like I don't think they wanted Trump to win the election I think that went against what they wanted I don't think they wanted Brexit to happen right like I think those organically happened against the wishes of the controlling body. And those are just, those yeah. are macro examples. But then oh, man, there's, there's so many great the- examples going on right now. You've got like, you know, De- uh, Denmark and Sweden and, and Poland, even right. like they're, they're, they're taking a stand to all this nonsense. They're like, no, we ain't doing this. The Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's, like these, it's beautiful. And, and, yeah, you know, go on, the go on, go on. no, no, I'm sorry. You know, the whole, the homeschooling thing like that's, if, if anything, that is the greatest form of, you know, just, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing what you say because you're taking con- complete control of it in that aspect. Yeah, that, that's the why it's the route I went. And I just, you know, you get to a point and you're like, screw these people, man. And everyone gets so focused on they have their big plans. And one of the things I love that um, Owen Benjamin and the Bears have recently started doing is they started posting all these memes that have gone pretty viral um, about Agenda 2030, but they're hijacking it. So there, it's Agenda 2030. Um, you'll own a farm, have a big family, and be happy. That's right. And the message behind it is so powerful because one, you're showing people the way, and two, you're showing people that so what they have a plan, make your own plan, 
it's right. the world is a game of chess. It's you want you know you don't want to admit it. It is the world's a freaking battlefield. It's chess. Start playing the game and let's just beat them. Screw let's them. Be I don't care no, let's be let's you know let's come out smarter than them because I'm sure you have built quite the community. You know, I mean, I, I see it myself hanging out on your website. You know, you you've already built quite the community with Classical Learner, and it's just more and more room to grow. And I and I think. I think the people that are involved in the classical learner and the people that you're connected to and stuff like that, we're, we have created our own community, you know, in a sense that we're, you know, we're fighting back in a way that they didn't expect because we're all connected via the internet and stuff like that. And we can, we can share and teach knowledge to each other without needing the structure of their, you know, prison system. Cause that's, that's really all it is. That's like no 10 people within 10 miles that you could count on. That if shit hits the fan, you could count on those people. Know your farmer. Know where your cows come from, whatever you meet. Know where your chickens come from. Um, I, I'm so used to like, you know, people say burgers and stuff. I never call it that stuff for my children because I like them to know what it is. Know yeah. where your burgers come from. Know where your chicken comes from. Um, you know, take the time. I just say like, oh, you want me to homestead? All right, I understand that could be overwhelming. Get a seed. One seed, plant it in the ground, and take care of that seed. And like anything else with baby steps, you'll start first. You walk, then you start. You'll you'll just start running. You will. Yeah. Start taking these little steps. Homeschool your children. When you sit down at night, instead of watching bullshit Netflix, which wants to melt your brain and tell and teach your children to I, how how free is this platform? I I don't want to get you in trouble here. Go right ahead. I don't. Uh, okay. We we don't we don't sense it, buddy. That sodomy is a good thing, right? Instead right. of that nonsense, right? Um, sit down at night and start a side hustle, and just start a little side hustle. And, and what you'll find is, after a couple of years, you'll be like, "Hey, you know what? My side hustle makes about a quarter much as my job, and it's so much better. I'm just going to quit my job, take the pay cut, and then." A year after that, you'd be like, oh, wow, I matched my salary and now I own a business. And then hire your friends. Hire like-minded people and yes. give people an outlet so that when the system comes along and says that they have to do stuff or they have to back a certain narrative, they know they don't because they won't get fired because you're their boss. Build systems. Enough with the just don't comply. Stop relying on these psychopaths. We can build back better than they can we really can you know i, I deal with folks that work on building infrastructure while rome is crawling around us um and i find it, i find it a beautiful thing actually because they're trying to replace things that the government has already failed at whether it be helping with housing or helping with food or helping with education. Um, you'll, I'll recommend, you know, everybody listening to them and even yourself to check them out. It's the nomadic movement. Um, Nomi's kind of a weird guy. Don't get me wrong, but he's got a heart of gold. And even though he's still in baby steps of it, he has a plan for the future for people like ourselves that, that just need to come together in different ways and build our own. Like that's, I think that's the point we're at to now is it's time to just build our own new, like, like, who cares what, you know, Puddin' Brain's doing up there or isn't doing? Who cares what Klaus Schwab's doing with his bugs? Like, none of that's important. What's important is 
what you're instilling in your children and what you're instilling in your community by being a part of it. Exactly. And I always tell people, if you're not a little weird, then I don't even want to associate with you. Like who wants to be like their mainstream culture? Like you wear, you wear a colonial hat and that shit is based. I'm a homeschooler who spends my time like with my hands in the dirt and like, I'll get like these people who aren't members of my group who try to troll me. They're like, you're so unprofessional. You're so unprofessional. I'm like, I don't want to be professional. I don't want to be like them. I like being in nature. I like wearing my t-shirts. I don't want to wear a suit and I crush. I own my own business. I have people that absolutely love what I do that aren't just customers to me, by the way. Like I wind up changing, exchanging numbers with these people. I have like close relationships with, you know, my quote unquote customers to the point where some of them are actually moving their families to live near my family. Cause I'm building real community. Cause I'm trying to do shit in this world. So like, don't ever let anyone get you down or like, Oh, be like everyone else. Who wants to be like everyone else? Bunch of losers, bunch of NPCs doing whatever the screen tells them to do. You know, that's, you, you, you talk about building your community and people relocating to you. That's, uh, you know, that's something I've been looking into real hard myself. I'm trying to get my hands on a big enough piece of land that I can relocate the people that I do have close and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I want to build my own community. Like, I'm, I'm tired of the nonsense and, you know, the, the crookedness in politics, the crookedness in school, the crooked cops and stuff like that. Like, just all the nonsense that's going on, it's a trickle down. And, you know, I've, I've been looking real hard into finding a big enough chunk of land to put my, you know, my people, my like-minded individuals that I know together. Because I think that the more of us that do come together, the stronger this movement gets because you, you can't, you, you can't kill an idea like that. That's right off the bat. You can't kill an idea. And if you plant that seed in enough people's heads and you give that idea traction 10 years from now, man, all of us could be in our own little communities communicating and trading between each other. Even if we are a state over, you know, because we don't need that system that currently exists. And and it, at the end of the day, it all starts with schooling. Like I keep telling people, our children are the future. If we can instill this stuff into our children now, we ain't got to worry about it because they're, gonna, they're going to take the initiative more so than we are because we're putting it in their head while they're still young and still, and still sponge absorbing and stuff like that. They don't have to grow up like you and I did and spend years trying to unlearn it. And, you know, wondering why the hell things are going on like this. Instead, we're showing them right now that this is how we can do it. And this is how we can make a new. And that, man, every time I talk to you, you're just inspiring to me, bro. Like, I I really love everything you got going on over there with, with your community and your school stuff. Like, there's top-notch individual, my friend. Like, just, I yeah, love it. Know, the thing is, and, like, you're right on point with what you talk about is, you have tough times and they make tough people. And then those tough people, they don't want their children to go through the things that they went through and, and they, they wind up making good times. And then the good times, like the boomers come along right through those good times and the boomers become these weak people, right? And then these weak people, because they mess everything up, they make the times tough again. But then people like yourself and my generation coming up, right? Like, we become tough through the times, right? And now 
our children are going to be tough because we're going to raise them to be tough. So like this is a better time than ever to have children. This is a better time than ever to raise them because our children are going to like my my children, your children are going to be brought up tougher than we were because we're going to make sure because we've seen how bad the world can get around us. And um, that's why I like, you know, you get like these trolls, like these feminist types who are like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm raising a man. Right. And they're like, like oh, you can say that. Oh, you, you know, he can be this. You be that. I was like, no, I'm raising a man. And my son, he's four years old and he understands he's a man in training. And we talk about it all the time. He understands that if anything happens to daddy, it's his responsibility at four years old to take care of both of his mother and his sister. I'd be like, oh, how can you say that? How can you say that? I was like, I am instilling a mindset in my son that he is to be tough, that this world is going to try to knock him down, that this world is going to knock you down. But it only matters if you stay down. And that that ridiculous argument of toxic masculinity is such a drag. Like, like, I'm sorry, there has to be toxic masculinity for men to be men like that. That is as bad as that may sound like you. No one cares about us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have people to turn to like women and children and stuff do on a constant basis. There's, you know, we might have our good friends and stuff like that, but we don't seem to have the support system everyone else does. I mean, men, male suicide is through the roof. And, and I think it's because of people that are against this whole, you know, men being men thing. Like that's, I think that's something that truly has to change. Like that's uh, as bad as it might sound. I, I don't tolerate it with my boy. Like, you know, sure. We have times that we can be silly and act however we want to have because we're kids. But at the end of the day, you know, you have a responsibility. I, I've, I've told my boy that same thing. If something was to happen to me, you're the man of the house. Now you got your, you got my mom and two sisters that you have to watch out for. So like, you know, this is, these are important skills and important mindsets to learn. Like that's why I thought it was important to teach them to shoot, to teach them to work with their hands already and work on cars and stuff like that. Like if you have something that runs off a carburetor, you know, going back to that, you don't have to worry about fuel injection and stuff like that. And you can fix it and keep it going for Lord knows how long, especially if it's a little bit older. So, and just being able to do a carburetor, evolves you to be able to doing more like you know you can go from replacing a carburetor to replacing a head to replacing a fan blade you know it's 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 all about trial and error and giving our kids the proper ability to do that trial and error i think is more important than sending them to a box that's going to teach them a specific way that they say works but clearly doesn't work i mean you I, i'm not sure about yourself but you know, I was I was one of those kids that they were like, oh, you're you know, you're you're gifted when it was early in the days. But then it turned into, you know, oh, well, you're behind because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to put in more effort. And it's like, I'm not it's not that I don't want to put in more effort. It's that I'm bored. Like, I already know this. You're trying to teach me things that I've already learned once before. That's why I'm being unruly and not paying attention in class. Yeah, yeah you move on from it. And that's the public school system is it's flawed from its base level that's ahead of the class well by the very nature because you have so many students and the way it's set up that child has to wait for the rest of the class where and the opposite end of the spectrum is probably even worse where you have a child that falls behind a little bit well after a certain amount of time show must go on and they're gonna that child's gonna have to he didn't even get addition 
And now they're saying do multiplication. Well, now that child develops an aversive relationship with math and he feels stupid. So what does he do? He stops paying attention. He acts out right when all you really had to do is say, hey, little Jimmy, you're having a hard time with addition. Who cares? We'll spend an extra three months doing addition. What's the big deal? It doesn't matter. We'll do it until you're uncomfortable with it. Man, you know, I do, I do, I like to do spelling words for my kids. I think it's important for them to, you know, advance their language and stuff like that. I, I just pick them at random out of the, out of the um, dictionary and I make them define them for me. And every Friday I give them a test myself just to make sure we're doing something. And any words we miss, I don't give them a hard time. I just say, all right, cool. That word's going back on next week's list because you guys got to get this word down. I need you to be able to recognize it and define it and understand it and stuff like that. You know, don't don't be upset because you didn't get it right this week. We can we can continue with that word. You got the rest of these words good to go. We'll make a new list and add this word back to it because why 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 keep moving forward if they you know don't understand and leave it, let them get behind. Like it's 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 important to make sure that they have a good comprehension of what you're trying to teach them. Even if it takes six months to teach it to them. Yeah, you have to allow your child to pace the education, not in like, I don't want to do this, but in that if your child is doing one thing and they haven't achieved mastery, the arbitrary dictates of these losers at the Department of Indoctrination doesn't matter. What matters is what level is your child at? Okay, he's having a hard time. Well, I know he was supposed to get this right now, but we're going to take an extra two, three, four months and we're going to learn it. Or the opposite end of the spectrum, which happens all the time. If your child masters addition in like three days, you don't have to spend the next three months doing basic math problems. You could either take a break because that's cool, or you could just jump on and do multiplication. But you go at the pace sure. of the child. Yeah, no. yeah, go ahead. Pace of the child. You go at the pace of the child and then they're always engaged with what they're doing. They gain the, the requisite confidence they need to move on when it's time to move on. And they always feel appropriately challenged. So that's how you educate a child. That, that's that, that goes back to that old saying is you can't get a fish to climb a tree. Right. Right. You know, like, I mean, you know, so like you, you, you got to structure it in the way that you can. And, you know, I like that you made mention of the break um, because sure, there's some days we get up and maybe it's, maybe it's bad weather outside or maybe it's just a drab day. Everybody's dragging ass or something, you know, like we, so what, we might take a day off that day. We can pick right back up the next day or we can work on something entirely different. You know, you don't, you don't have to harp things on, onto them, you know, and, and like force it down their throat. Like that's, that's like with the spelling word thing, like, you know, kind of back and forth with that. I don't, I need them to be able to spell and read and define words and stuff like that. That's very important. But like, I'm not, I'm not going to lose my crap and be like, oh, you know, you're just stupid because you, you couldn't spell that word. You know, it's like, all right, what, do, what do we need to fix? What do we need to adjust? How can I help you learn this word? How can I help you advance so that we can move forward? Because you, you don't want them to be left behind. You want them to have a good you know, feed about themselves and understand what's going on because later, whatever you're trying to show them now is going to come back up and you're going to have to have to have that, you know, useful. So I think it really is important to, to, to be kind of gentle when it comes to teaching. Like, you know, I, I've, I hear people talk about like gentle parenting and stuff, but I'm more along the lines of the gentle teaching. Like you, 
remember when you were a kid, you know, there was probably plenty of stuff that you were completely clueless to. Even as an adult, there's things you're clueless to. And all you really need is a good hand to guide you instead of somebody telling you, well, this is how it's done. And then they go sit down at their desk and, you know, do whatever they do for the next 45 minutes. While you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Like that's it's homeschooling in itself is just admirable because you've, you know, first of all, you've got to take on the stuff yourself, but once you do, you realize that it's not that hard. And when you really start learning and understanding, this is how people learn for thousands of years. Some of the greatest minds in, in the world, in history, were people that were homeschooled slash self-taught, you know, look at somebody like Abraham Lincoln. He just read books went on to become president. He was a poor guy living in a hut that read books and went on to become president of the United States. So, I mean, you know, you have to take that kind of stuff into perspective. Everybody thinks just because you have a, a high school accredited diploma that you're just, you know, you're smarter than everybody else. And I know plenty of dropouts that are way smarter than people that I've seen with diplomas all day long. So, you know, I, it's, it's, it's not a matter of the, of the what you're teaching them i think it's the how and like the way you've got it just down like you guys you guys are just so family oriented and you know your books are just amazing like i've they're they have become household favorites around my house for sure my kids we read a bear book every night even if it's the same one we're kind of stuck yep. on the uh federal, we're stuck on the federal reserve one right now because the boy really likes that one like that's uh, download the lesson plans I made with it because it comes with the video um, that I tried to put into kid language as much as I could that tries to reinforce what the Fed is. Um, so, but yeah, you know, I was doing uh, yesterday, I was doing a solar oven with my son. Uh, so you, you, he's four years old. So you take a pizza box and you cut a three-sided fold into the pizza box so it opens and shuts. You tape aluminum foil on the bottom of the fold. You tape um, black construction paper to the bottom of the pizza box, the floor. And then over the opening, you put saran wrap. And uh, the three primary concepts that you want to teach your children, um, well, really four, there's solar energy, there is reflection, there is the way a greenhouse functions, and light absorption with the black flooring. My son's four years old. These are tough concepts, but um, puts it into context. So he had a pretty good grasp of how a greenhouse works, especially because we he actually helped me build a real greenhouse that we have. So he's you know he knows a lot about greenhouses. But uh, so he got the greenhouse concept. He got the reflection concept, um, but the light absorption. You know, so I'm sitting there with him, and I'm like, all right, Brady. So if we wanted something to be hot. So do we want it, would we want it to be white or black? And he's hmm, white, you know, and in my head, I'm like, ah. <laughs> but he'll get that concept when he gets it. And you don't have to force, just, you know, reintroduce it a thousand different ways over time and he'll get it when he gets it. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of my, with my own schooling, because when I came up, you know, you were that gifted child, but I was the child that bounced off the walls. And they couldn't oh, get sure. to sit in my seat. They couldn't control me. But 
Uh, so, that, you know, and I got a lot of fist fights and whatnot, but like, that's because my dad was crazy and he told me to get in fist fights. But what? <laughs> that's well, I mean, that was me. That was me later. Like when I'm, I'm telling you, man, by the time I got to high school, I was like, wait a minute. They're showing me the same stuff, just in a different format. Like I already learned this and that's what came the problem child. Yeah. And you're, well, I, I bounced off the walls from the beginning. So um, you know, they, my parents got called to the principal's office a lot and whatnot, like elementary school. And um, they, they wanted to, they told my mom they were going to put me on Ritalin. And my mom was like, yeah, give me the bottle. And they were like, yeah, the, we don't have the bottle. She was like, oh, because I was going to shove it up your <laughs> My mom, my mom. And she, um, she, didn't, she never let them drug me. Thank you, mom. I wouldn't be the same person I am today. Um, and I was like, kind of like a B student floated through whatnot. Um, I remember, I remember um, my teachers saying that I wasn't a great writer, that I wasn't um, all that stuff. Like, this is what they told me coming up, growing up. And then, um, so I didn't take my schooling seriously up until like I was a junior in college. And I was like, I was like, I, I guess I'm going to be in the real world. I better take this stuff a little seriously. And like, all of a sudden I completely 180. And I was like, all right, let me kind of bear down and figure this stuff out. So I started really studying my junior and senior year of college. Like I dominated, you know, I crushed everything. Um, I went to my master's program. I, I wound up, and I, I don't mean to sound pretentious. I, I think this stuff is nonsense. But I wound up graduating with a 4.0 GPA for my master's program. I won the award for the number one student in my program. And I remember at one point in my master's program, um, a lot of my classmates, they kept coming up to me and asking me to edit their writing and i was like what <laughs> i was you know because in my mind i was like you want me to edit your writing um because i had always been told i was such a bad writer um and then it dawned on me when i just decided i was going to be a good writer and i started you know taking my stuff seriously like when i did my writing i started actually like looking up all right what is the proper grammar thing for this and like do it on my own no one telling me to do it um, and I, I guess I got very good at writing and um, my classmates recognized it. So by the time I graduated um, at my pace, learning my way, I had become a very good writer. And now I'm like an author. I published seven books. I'm an Amazon number one bestseller. But like it gets into that. You let your child learn at their pace. You don't um, discourage them, you know, you, and they will do great. And it's like, but the system does the opposite of that. Because if I had a different personality, because I'm kind of unique and, you know, I kind of go to the beat of my own drum, um, I would have let that wear me down. And, you know, so that's what the system does. So go at your child's pace and they'll figure it out and they'll do great and just be that guy for them. No, no. I mean, this all of this stuff beautiful, you guys. You know, and everybody out there watching and listening and stuff like that. You know, please, please make sure you get over there to classturner.com and check out everything that he's got going on. You know, like he he has curriculums, he has his books, he he's got it going on. You know, and I see it where he pops up on his videos. If you guys follow him out there on Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok and stuff, you know, he's He's out there just dropping tidbits of information all day long for you to to check back into and to get back to him. And like, you know, this is this is important aspects of things. And I think that I think that if more people took it into their took their children's education into their own hands, that 10 years from now, 
we're going to be a whole entirely different place because you're not going to have people that are reliant on this system, as you say, and you're going to have more people that are self-sufficient on their own because they're not only learning things about the world and how to function, but they're going to learn some cool skills along the way. Like, you know, when we, like when we do our hikes, we're out there, you know, trying to recognize plants and mushrooms and stuff like that, you know, noticing things like that, because those are all teachable education, you know, moments and stuff. And, I think that being able to identify plants and fungus and, you know, different barks and stuff like that is important because a lot of that stuff is medicine and it is good for you. And that's, that's a big, that's a big area we cover in my stuff. My wife's an herbalist. So when we do our hikes, like that's, that's number one thing in our hikes is to go out there and look for medicine or food or, you know, cool mushrooms that you can't really touch or whatever, but they're really neat to study and look at, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of amazing things right outside your front door that are great teachable educational like moments that they don't have, you don't have to turn it into the drab and, Oh, we're going to learn. No, you can make it fun. You can make it silly. You can make it oriented around the things that your kids like. Like I, I was having trouble with my oldest daughter and her reading. And when I gave her my comic book collection, Mm -hmm. that problem went away. You've got to just find the things that they're interested in. Like, don't, don't try to force it on them because eventually they might come around to what you were trying to show them. You just got to go a different route and maybe go the long way to get to it. Like the comic book thing, like it makes me super happy because I'm a big comic book nerd. Like I I've always have been. And she was struggling with a lot of her reading and I got her into anime and anime led to, well, I want, do you have any of the comic books about this? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. So, you know, shoot, now she devours a comic book a day. She's always standing at my at my desk going, can I look through the comic books for another one? And I'm like, go ahead, baby. I'm never going to tell you you can't read. Like, you read all the comic books you want to read. Like, it's, you got to just look for the alternative ways because there's so much stuff out there, I think. And there's no real set way to teach check- someone or learn anything. Go ahead. Go ahead, bud. Uh-oh. You ever check out Arkhaven? Arkhaven? You ever check out Ar- Yes, I did. Yes, I know about the Arkhaven stuff. I know exactly what you're talking about. Great comic book series written by pro-America, you know, America-loving, Christian-based people. It's good stuff. Like, I mean, we, we're, we're all over the place right now. We, she is reading a nineties Batman run. Okay. Which, cool. you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, which is, which it, it, it varies. When we first started, she was actually reading Inuasha. That was the first comic I got her to read. And that's cause she was so about the show. Like you which know, she's, she's in Inuasha. Uh, it's an anime. It's about a dude that is like a demon dog. Like it's silly nonsense or whatever, but it's still, it's still a reason to read. You know what I mean? Like read and maybe take in something. And you watch, never heard of it. She took cause it's exactly what I recommend to parents with a struggling reader that when you have a struggling reader, just set aside 45 minutes a day and let them read about whatever they want to read about at whatever level they want to read it. 
Don't worry about, oh, you're supposed to be reading fifth grade material. Oh, you're supposed to be reading that. It's like lifting weights. It's a muscle. You let them read about whatever they want. Don't make it aversive. Sit down 45 minutes a day. Have them do that reading. And then for the stuff that would make it aversive, like, oh, they got to do this. And the reading could just focus on the reading for that 45 minutes a day. Do that for a year. They'll be much more proficient readers. And you don't have to make it a big thing. Just pick what they want to read about. And let them read. That's right. That's right. I think, I think that's a great way to do it. Like, it's a great way to help them you know, help them read and help them learn how to read, especially if they're interested in the subject. So like, you know, just always, I'm always about letting them figure out their subject for themselves. So, well, Brett, you got anything else you'd like to tie on before we get ready to close out for today? You still there, buddy? No, I love it. I'll just, I guess I'll tell everyone where to find me. So if you're, what's that? Yeah, go ahead. You'll tell everybody uh, where to find you. That'd be great. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'll just, uh, I'll let it rip. So classicallearner.com, my homeschool community, as I call it, is homeschools connected. If you use the discount code freedom, all lowercase, it is $10 a month and you get access to all of the curriculum I produce, science, STEM, construction, the courses I teach on the Bill of Rights and the American Revolution foundations of propaganda that I teach using the Cubs to Bears children book series, the media industrial complex, and um, so much more that goes along with our community because it is a community. Uh, so if you want to check that out, that's where to find me and I'm classical learner on everything. Oh, and of course you guys, you know that I'll share all the links and stuff so that you can get right back to him and do all of this. You know, I, I, Brett is one of the favorite people I've met since I've started doing this show. And sir, I appreciate you coming back on and, you know, getting all this stuff out there and, you know, you guys make sure you get over there and check out his links. I'll have them shared for you wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. I thank all of my listeners. I thank all of my watchers. You guys make sure you check out our sponsors and jump over to our website and uh, grab yourself some unconstitutional awakening merch. And, um, you know, we will definitely have Brett on again because I love bringing him back every now and then just to talk to him because such a smart fella from my perspective. Like, I, I think you're an amazing guy and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I, I feel honored to know you. So you guys make sure you get over there and check out his stuff. And uh, before I before I hop out of here, you guys make sure uh, you give give no quarters and keep being good scallywags. Y'all have a fantastic evening. Stop recording. I'm going to edit that later. All right. Well, I appreciate you as.